and welcome back to Accidentally Starting a Food Business by Condomaniac. We're here again, one week later, um, doing the second episode. Yep, yes we are. (laughs) As promised, we are going to go through basically the whole year of 2019 today. This is probably the second to last chronological episode, because next episode we should catch up with present day. But 2019 was a very important year, we did a lot, so I think it's worth just kind of going through it. That was last year, right? Yeah. Okay. <laughs> 2020 just made everything a blur. Don't know where I am now. Okay, so what was the first one? I think we left off at... Smoky Dragon, pretty much. We mm, had... No, we left off... Or did we? Did we leave, leave off at Smoky I think we Dragon? tease it a bit further on, but it's really that we left off where Smoky Dragon was out and we started selling it and we made no money and you did the design. Okay. And that kind of thing. So actually, I did a little bit of a deep dive on our Instagram to kind of remind myself on exactly what happened when. And the next kind of pivotal moment was actually when we met Ali from the founder, organizer of Hot Sauce Society. So do you want to talk about her? Because she contacted you because at the time I wasn't as involved in the company. Yeah. So I'm trying to remember what actually happened. She, I think she, so I think the- Oh, was it. We did this countdown as well, so you you, you, you should tell the story. Yeah, well, that was it, because... So, Ali Bear, lovely Ali, is a fellow... Well, was a fellow Londoner, as in she still lives in London. We don't anymore, but we did at the time. And, uh, obviously, this was the point at which Condomaniac was still mostly a reviews feed, and we'd only just kind of... uh, released our first source um so and Ali had had the great idea because she worked in events of organizing a hot sauce festival so um so she contacted me yeah it must have been you no I think it was the other way around actually you contacted her it was the other way around I remember (laughs) because I um I was working with a tech startup at the time and one of my colleagues I won't name the names but one of my colleagues um I can name the name of the colleague Brad just not the company one of my colleague Brad sent me a message on on Slack saying hey there's this uh hot sauce festival you should you should hit them up and um I didn't even know this is how it happened yeah interesting learning stuff (laughs) there's this hot sauce festival you should hit them up and see if you can do any kind of collaboration I was like oh yeah that'd be great so I just emailed Ali and was like hi this is before the first one I was like hi I've got this hot sauce reviews feed it's the biggest one in the UK which it was at the time I guess because there was only one other account that had a few more followers and that was in the US and um you know, should we do something? I'll come down. And she was like, oh, that'd be really cool. So anyway, I think... Well, we found out that she lived only a few stops away from us, so she was in South London as well. Yeah. So we met up at our local pub, RIP. It's still open, but we don't live there anymore, so we're a bit sad because it was our favourite pub. So Shout out to the Chandos in Honor Oak Park. Great, great little pub. So good. Um, And I was there as well. I think it was you, your brother, I and Ali we met... We were in there for like three or four hours, getting really drunketh <laughs> and talking. About, she brought us some hot sauce, I think, already, because yeah. we agreed to do. We basically agreed to review ten sauces in the run up to the actual festival. Yeah, so review sauces that were going to be fe- going to be um, exhibiting. It hadn't even occurred to us to exhibit until Ali 
emailed me and was like, by the way, I know you've got a hot sauce. Can you, uh, well, not can you, do you, if you want to, you can you can have a store. And I was like, oh, yeah, we do have a hot sauce. Maybe we can sell a hot sauce at, at Hot Sauce Society, Hot Sauce Festival. Um, but, yeah, that just kind of shows that at that point it was really still a... Um, the idea of it being a business was still very much a kind of afterthought. It was very much still a reviews feed. So anyway, yeah, fast forward. We met in the pub. She brought some hot sauces. We chatted for ages. It was really fun. Yeah, And then lovely. I guess we decided that we wanted to... I don't know if we had at that point already decided that we're going to have a stand or not. I'm a bit fuzzy on the details. But basically, this was a month or so before the actual Hot Sauce Society, which was in April. I think I said it wrong in the last episode. It was actually in April. And we did the little countdown with 10 sources and almost all of them were amazing. Mm -hmm. Loads of five-star ratings from us. So we got really excited and Hot Sauce Society took place again near us in South London. I think it was Peckham, was it? Um, And yeah, the day came. Well, actually in the run-up to the day, we realised we should probably make another sauce because we thought it might be a bit weird to go to a hot sauce. Only had one sauce. Yeah, so we kind of... I mean, we had an idea for a while that we wanted to make a slightly hotter sauce. Yeah. But it was a slight scramble in the end to actually get it out before Hot Sauce Society. I think we made the final batch like the night or two nights before. Yeah, it was really close. So, again, kind of shows how, how haphazard it all was at that point. But, yeah, so I think going to that event, I mean... We can fast forward to actually going to it the big day. Yeah, I just wanted to quickly talk a little bit about the sauce we made. Oh, okay. Because yeah. the second sauce we made, like I said, is a bit hotter. And I think we both had a different idea of what it should taste like. But basically, Kier got his way and he kind of is kind of his brainchild, Seance. The name is my my creation. And that's also, I think, around the time we realised that we wanted to name our sources after sort of... Well, the idea was mythical things and creatures. Obviously, Seance isn't a mythical creature, but it's like a... It was based on, like, ghosts, which are not real, I guess. Yeah. And it contains ghost pepper. So Smoky Dragon is not a great name, but Smoky Dragon has Komodo dragon chilies in it, which is why it's called Smoky Dragon. It's like a barbecue smoky hot sauce and then seance is yeah it's got ghost chili so well yeah and then well we, so first the first two sauces were just us naming them after the chilies that were in the sauce yeah okay well well we, we'll we talk about the other sauces later but we've kind of stuck with that a little bit like getting inspiration from the ingredients but it's yeah. got a bit more abstract i think as time went on but yeah seance you did another little label in like half an hour which i actually preferred to smoky dragon at the time yeah. Well, yeah, we did stick with it. So Siren's Island was called Siren's Island because it's got kind of... Um, it's got tropical, mango, yeah. Tropical ingredients and um, and sirens, you know, so an island and sirens are a mythical creature. And then QB, I don't, I, I never say it right. Well, we actually re- released Flying Fox first and Flying Fox oh, Flying is Fox. called Flying Fox that. because it contains garlic and blood orange vampires get it but we didn't want to call it like a vampire thing but flying fox is like the name of fruit bats and fruit bats you know bats vampires it's it's a little bit far-fetched that one but it's it's vegan because all our hot sauce is vegan it's yeah play on words bit of a stretch that one yeah and then qb was well a a fox spirit yeah because it's like chinese i think it's chinese isn't it yeah it's a east asian far east asian inspired 
sauce, so we yep. wanted to give it a little little bit of an Asian twist. But anyway, we're, we're kind of going ahead to yeah. all of our sauces. So we just released Seance a few days before Hot Sauce Society, and then we actually went there on... Did we take the bus or a taxi? I can't remember. We didn't have a car at the time. Uber. Yeah, I think we Ubered with a box of hot sauce. I think we brought 100 bottles, so maybe 50 each or something. Yeah. Your brother, Kia's got like a million siblings. <laughs> but one of your brothers came along to help. Yeah, Sam, I forgot about that, actually. Yeah, he was also there when we met Ali, so... Yeah, he came along. Yeah, he, he was kind of into the whole company idea as well, so he just kind of came along for the ride. And, yeah, we didn't really know what to expect, really. I mean, we talked to Ali about it, but when we got there, it was very apparent that it was going to be really good. Mm. Yeah, because it was the first ever hot sauce festival in the UK, I think. At least in London, for sure. Um, yeah, in London. Actually, yeah, so that, that that was their line, like London's first hot sauce festival. There'd been some other hot sauce like events around, but um, Ali, having worked in events... Like I guess a good chunk of her life really knew how to yeah. do it properly, so it all had like proper sponsors. I think Frank's Red Hot were sponsoring it, and um, yeah, they had food stalls and things. And I don't, I don't remember how many exhibitors there were, but at least thirty to forty, I think mm. it was like at least thirty. And I think this is like the first time we. It was a little bit. We mm. were a bit worried, to be honest. I remember very vividly that we looked at the list of exhibitors and we had previously reviewed some of them mm-hmm. and not given all of them five star reviews because we didn't know that we would ever meet them. So it was a little bit awkward. We were a bit worried, but everyone was really nice mm-hmm. and it was lovely. Yeah, and at that point, it was pretty much still you. Like you were the condominium. Like people just yeah, like you were the company. Mm. Company and inverted commas. Yes. <laughs> <laughs> but everyone was really nice even the people that maybe we didn't we got a three star review came up to us and said that they really liked what we were doing yeah they tried our sauce and were really lovely about it so that was great this was still pre us um registering as a limited yeah. company i i kind of just I, it, it just kind of became established that i was helping with the whole company thing i mean i started naming the sources i just helped you make the sources and mm. i just became more involved but i was still kind of just helping your hobby in a way yeah that's true (laughs) but quickly back to hot sauce society i think as well as going there it being a great event i had several realizations at that event one of them was number one (laughs) the hot sauce community was amazing and full of amazing creative lovely people and that's the first time i'd felt that since doing music full-time in fact they were probably nicer than a lot of people i'd met in the music industry um two uh we had a long long way to go oh yeah like uh we were you know there with our little table that had like two bottles of sauce on it and um a little bowl of tortilla crisps and printed off like cardboard printed like late like just little labels that were standing up like folded cardboard like to tell you what they were and then, like, I think opposite us was Wiltshire Chili Farms. Yeah, they had an amazing Who thing. are pr- one of the bigger, probably one of the biggest kind of hot sauce brands in the UK. I think they are the first and probably still the only, only. brand that had a sauce on Hot Ones. So if you're not familiar, yeah. Hot Ones is a huge American... Only UK brand, this is, that has a sauce on Hot Ones. Yeah. You said the only brand. That oh, mean yeah, the only UK brand. Sauces. Well, the only... Yeah, they're from England, aren't they? Yeah. yeah. Wiltshire. Uh, but yeah, they're the only UK. Sorry, I'm 
thought I said that, but no, they're the only, and I th think the first and the only um, brand ever to get on Hot Ones, which is a huge deal in the scene. Yeah, and I remember looking across at their stall, and, you know, they were all lovely people as well, but they had, like, four tiers of, like, things, like proper shelves. They had, like, salespeople there. They had, like loads of products all these jars and the proper dipping sticks and all this kind of stuff and I was like okay yeah we've got a little way to go until we until we get to that but it was good for us as well and I think so there was a third thing I forgot that I had a realization well whilst of. you think about that I quickly want to just talk about how we sold and how that went Oh, yeah. Because we didn't, we had no expectation. We just kind of went there and we kind of just wanted to go. We would have gone as visitors anyway, just because we would have picked up loads of sauce to review and stuff. But we were, we went there with our little sauce, like our hundred bottles, whatever, and started putting up our little table. Mm. And yeah, it was really busy. That was the first thing that mm -hmm. we didn't expect because you don't know how popular hot sauce really is in April in South London, but very popular. Apparently. And, yeah, we, we didn't have dipping sticks or anything like that. We just had a little bowl of tortilla, corn tortilla crisps, mm -hmm. and just little dishes. And, yeah, it it just kind of went a bit mental. We sold it all, didn't we? Yeah, we did. Um, it, it was, I think it was a slow start, but then there was a moment of the day where it was so busy, people couldn't even really walk past anything. It was so crowded. And it was a bit scary because we never had like that direct feedback so the first few people who came by and tasted it we were just sitting there like oh my god what are they gonna say but I think we got only good feedback the only criticisms we got was about the heat level because so Smoky Dragon is what I would call like a medium spicy sauce but for a hot sauce festival where people well a lot of people are going there to get hurt pretty much it wasn't quite hot enough so we thought by doing seance we had something hotter but it still wasn't that hot well there's a couple of things for non-hot sauce fans that you need to understand about hot sauce fans uh one of them is there's a very different le um kind of scale of tolerance when it comes to heat it's not kind of like alcohol. I mean, there's a pretty big scale of tolerance when it comes to alcohol, as in, you know, some people can have one beer and be munted, and some people can be have ten and, and it just be a bit tipsy. Um, but with heat, it seems even more. Like You get someone who finds a, like, a Cumberland sausage spicy, and then you get someone who's, like, chomping down on Carolina Reapers and only just breaking a sweat. Okay, that's rare. So that's rare, but you do get this whole scale of people... So, and there's this certain kind of hot sauce fan. So there's the foodies who are like, yeah, I just want, you know, I want something that's nice to eat that gives me some heat. And there's people who just want the pain. <laughs> so you've got to kind of keep in your mind whenever you're selling or uh, presenting a hot, spicy product that there's a group of people that it's never going to be hot enough for. So, um, but it was good. It was really, really good to get that feedback. And we, obviously we thought it was uh, quite tasty and people tended to agree. Yeah, it was It was like a, I would say, a pivotal moment in our, in our career. It wasn't a career, career at the time, but looking back, it was like one of those events where you're like, this was part of the reason why we continue to do what we were doing and actually started believing that maybe this could be a thing. Maybe selling our sauce could be a thing because we sold 100 bottles 
So it felt like legit we went home without any leftover stock. Yeah. And it was just like, wow, we just did that. We just made this and people liked it and they paid money for it. Mm. We even bought a little card machine for it like the week before so that we could take card payments because we realized that in London no one's going to have cash. And that was very true. So if you're doing any events in London get a card machine because it, it well, was like yeah. 80% of our sales I mean, were on card. When was the last time you used cash? Yesterday when I withdrew some from Okay, it. other than that, which was like a random Yeah, uh, well, occurrence. yeah, not often. So I but... never use cash. And actually, I'm at the point now in 2020, nearly 2021, as we're recording this, that it makes me angry when people want you to pay cash because I'm just like, yeah. really? I mean... A lot of, like, buses in London haven't taken cash in, like, five years. And a lot of restaurants don't take cash in London. Um, This is probably not the same everywhere, but London's been like that for ages. So, okay, that's Hot Sauce Society. That was really good. We came out of that with a lot of, like, uplifted spirit and all that. And Mm -hmm. then what happened off the back of that, because we met a few people there, is that we got some stockists. Mm -hmm. So that's, like, I think a few weeks later we got stocked in Hot Burns and Black, which we talked about in the last episode. Amazing Hot sauce, beer, records, shop. Yeah, in London. And then we also met the guys from, I really hope I'm saying this right, Baus Brothers. <laughs> Baus, I think it's Baus like mouse, not... Yeah. And they're still good friends of ours and they're going to kill us if we get it wrong, not Baus. It's, it's spelled B-A-U-C-E Brothers. So they are a hot sauce subscription service, also yeah. based in London. The best one in the UK. Yes, the, the only one worth checking out. <laughs> <No>. <laughs> that is but a few they're great. Um, and we chat, you chatted to them at Hot Sauce Society. Yeah. And had they launched yet or were we in they their first... Were, or were we they had this? soft launched and yeah. they were really using the event to kind of gather a few of the like first wave of subscribers to the to the box yeah really lovely lads and and really um they'd they were one of those kind of similar age to us and they just got the branding down right from the start and they were really really into supporting indie brands and getting on some and they they also appreciated that when you're stocking artisan brands you they you need to make a margin because so, there's a lot of, well, I say people, there's a lot of outlets in the hot sauce world that all they care about is a massive margin because they want to sell the stuff cheap because it's to the average Joe, whereas um, Baus uh, want to, they're like the higher end of the market. So Yeah, because they sell good, good stuff. They sell and good stuff. they got their, I mean, they're hustling. Like, they're, they're always on my Instagram stories, like, every day. They're just on it. Actually, a slight pivot here, because I just remembered that because we got into their subscription box, this was one of the moments where we had to make adjustments to our bottles. So at the time, we used 250 milliliter bottles. And as you can imagine, 250 milliliters is quite a lot for hot sauce. Most hot sauce comes in 100 to 150 ml bottles. So our wholesale price for that size bottle... Had to be quite, had to be quite high. Um, so these subscription services, we got into a few other ones in the same year, kind of couldn't afford us, and also we were a bit awkwardly shaped and kind of too big to go into the boxes. So, like I mentioned in the last episode, this is still a bit of a contention between Kira and I. But we basically had to succumb for a while and actually produce 150 <clears throat> ml bottles. Yeah, which you hated. 
Yeah. And they were harder to fill for us and we didn't really enjoy it. But we did do probably a run of 500 or so. Yeah. Just to be able to get into these boxes. We also got into Flaming Licks in the same year. It's another great subscription box. That yeah, I remember dry, I drove all the way down to deliver We did, yeah. Sauce, we yeah. drove all the way. Where are they that again? That was a while, wasn't it? Away, wasn't it? Yeah, it was like two remember. hours or something. Yeah. We used to drive to all of our stockers pretty much. Uh, well, that was a rental car probably. But yeah, we used to take... Yeah. <laughs> well, we So we got stocked into a few other things. We got stocked in... Um, Broadway Deli, we got stocked at Kitchen Provisions, all loads of amazing shops around London. And we used to just put loads of sauce into a suitcase and get on the underground slash overground. And it was horrible. It was take all Saturday mm-hmm. just to like bring stock to like three shops. But yeah, we, we so luckily it. we weren't luckily or not, we were we weren't <laughs> selling very much online at that time, so we <laughs> Oh yeah, no, it was like the odd thing that would come through, but very rarely. We weren't ready for that quite yet. We can talk about, I don't know if this is another thing where we go, let's have an episode, but I think it's definitely worth talking at some point about the online versus retail oh, question. Yeah. There's there's a lot to unwrap here, but yeah, that's probably worth an episode at some point. So the next thing on my list for this episode, so we got stocked in a few places, which was really cool and again, very like surreal in a way that our little product was on a shelf in an actual shop where people could discover it so that was really cool and then in the same year in july we released sirens island our next source yep which is probably the first source that actually took quite a lot of developing so both smoky dragon and seance were kind of yeah they'd been home runs really yeah seance i think was like two or three batches and then it was right and smoky was one batch and it was just right yeah that was like sent from the heavens yeah science island was more like 10 yeah science (laughs) island was a lot so that sauce we want we knew we wanted to do a fruit based i mean tomatoes are fruit technically but you know what i mean a A sweet fruit a sweet fruit. fruit based sauce um that was on the lower end of the scale, so we'd done a seance that was higher and we wanted to do one that was sort of two out of five. Um, and we tried a few different fruits. I remember we tried pineapple. That didn't quite work. Cause we yeah, wanted pineapple it. tends to separate in a lot of um, contexts and we don't use thickeners or any binding agents or anything. So, mm. I mean, it's not a huge issue, but it, at the time we weren't really sure that was a good move. And... We, I already wanted to put loads of ginger in it, but it was really hard yeah. to actually get the ginger flavour to come out. Yeah, uh, when you're using fresh ginger, it's actually really hard to... like, if you, Especially if you cook it in, it's you've got to use a, yeah, a ton of it. almost impossible. And then, I think, yeah, we went through about... We did mustard as well. We, we, we made a batch with loads of mustard Tried in it, mustard. Which they, was kind of nice. They all tasted okay, but then eventually we had the... I think I had the idea with this yeah. one. This one is <laughs> also Kia sauce, so we always joke that like um, Smoky Dragon and Flying Fox are kind of like my sauces, and QB Sirens Island Seans are kind of Kia sauces. <laughs> competition. Yeah. Nothing wrong with a bit of healthy competition. Among well, the founders. funny enough, Kia sauces both got great taste awards, which again we'll talk about. In the future, <laughs> but just a spoilers. <laughs> um, so yeah, that one I kind of I was thinking about flavors and the the spices because. Uh, this is a good segue to talk actually quickly about how we sort of think about the flavors of our sauces. Um, I'll come back to Sirens Island, but the, with it, with all of our sauces, we try and approach it with three things in mind. One of them is the base, and you can see this on our website. So the base is like the base flavors that carry everything else and give it the the thickness that it has and 
that you know that it's the vehicle then there's the heat which is obvious with hot sauce um but which we we like to try and give a layered heat experience because with different chilies have different kinds of heat so a habanero for example is quite fast acting but doesn't linger um well it doesn't linger too long and then something like a carolina reaper which is one of the hottest in the world is actually quite slow to come on but then it just won't go away it just tortures you for ages so using different kinds of chilies to gives you different kinds of heat and then there's character and character is really important because i think with all of our sauces is all about flavor we make them for foodies we don't make them for people who just want to buy you know a joke sauce buy the bomb if you want want that kind of thing yeah we don't use extracts we don't use extracts it's all about good flavors so character is the spices and the, the different things that go into it and um and those spices are really important because they're the thing that give each sauce its unique flavor really so with sirens island coming back to that i was just trying to think of spices or a character that would work with that uh base and eventually came up with the idea of sort of asian well is it south asian yeah, it's like so a Indian. curry sort of thing. Curry kind of flavours like turmeric, cumin, mustard seeds, all this kind of stuff. And obviously we've all had mango chutney with an Indian, I'm sure. Um, it just kind of works with mango, so we ended up making that pairing. And yeah, it worked and after a long time of messing about. <laughs> and another thing that I just thought might be worth talking about is that we always, we still do this. It might not be the smartest, but we always approach our sources with... If it tastes good, it goes in. And so Sirens Island, we still sell it. But looking back now from a business point of view, it's a very expensive sauce to make. It's extremely Mm -hmm. time intensive because we use fresh mango that we peel in-house. So you can buy pre-peeled mango, but um, if you've ever had it, it's nowhere near as flavorful or juicy as if you just buy fresh mangoes and let them ripen and then do all the extra work. So Sirens Island is an extremely um, uneconomic sauce. But even now, when we think of new sauces, we try and not let that influence us because we think flavour first. So Yeah, I think there's far too many sauces and products, food products out there that you can tell that they've just tried to make something that's the the easiest possible product to make. Like when you see, I mean, I mean, there's nothing wrong with hot sauces that have only three or four ingredients. If no simplicity really can be great if they're really good quality. They're there really are quality. some sauces that use like white distilled vinegar, some crappy dried cayennes, and that's it. Yeah. Kind of thing. And you can kind of tell with that that they've literally just done it for the margins. Yeah. So Water is the it. first ingredient. Not usually a good sign. No, no, not usually a good sign. So. Yeah, we, we generally set ourselves up, even with QB, which I was like, I do want to make a sauce that's a little bit less difficult to make, yeah, but still the delicious. the most difficult sauce to make. And then I ended up making it with the most ingredients of any sauce that we've got. Yeah, it's a nightmare, but it's it tastes good, so. Mm-hmm. <laughs> right, so yeah, Science Island came out in July. Um, I can't, I honestly can't remember how successful that this was, if people... I think I at still the time, don't think we were selling. No, much we were sauce. selling so little that I probably didn't really register if we got five more sales or something. No. So we just released that because we wanted a trifecta of sauces, basically. Because one thing we learned at Hot Sauce Society is that we really did need more sauce because it's much easier to have kind of a sales pitch if you can 
use your different products to compare to each other so people have some like different things to try and in marketing there is like the rule of three so mm -hmm. we did at least one three products at that point and then on our private life side we had just gotten married the month before oh yeah <laughs> and we were moving house the month oh, after so this was a very tumultuous year for us basically we had a lot on our plate um getting a mortgage as a millennial Oh, you started a master's. Yeah, I was doing a master's degree. I hadn't started. I was in the second year already. Um, I had lost my job at the end of 2018. It was, it was, I mean, I was working again, but just in a fresh new job. I was changing jobs again. It was all very stressful, really. So kind of hot sauce was a bit of an escape, but also added stress at the mm. same time. So, yeah, we were moving house. We were moving away from London, which we were a bit worried about as well. Yeah, because I'd lived in London for 10 years. You'd lived in London for a good like seven, seven years. years. And London is still my favourite city, probably in the entire world. Yeah, it's great. And, and I was worried, I think, that the friends that I'd made there, I'd end up um, uh, becoming isolated from. It turned out to be fine, actually, moving well, to all Rochester. All our stockers were also in London, and we did not have a car at the time. Yeah. So we moved to Medway to uh, Rochester, which has a really good connection into London, but you wouldn't really be able to just put a huge yeah. suitcase of hot sauce, drive like all the way, right, the train into London, then go on the underground. That would take literally all day. So, yeah, we weren't really sure how that was all going to pan out because we weren't really, we couldn't really afford to ship our sauce to our stockers because no. you don't, as a tiny business, you don't get any like relief, business relief rates or any shipping discounts or anything. It's actually still something to this day that's not that easy to navigate. So the next thing on my list is Vegan Village that we did. It's another market. Vegan Village. You remember Hackney Vegan Village? Ah. Oh, that was just after we moved away. Yes. And that was a two-day thing. Came that was a back whole back into weekend. London. Yeah, on the train. That was a pain. Yeah. Did, did you get a rental car? I think I had to ride the train and you got a rental car. I can't car remember. I might have done. Yeah. Yeah, like, oh. It was good, stressful. good, good little market, but yeah, it was like, just on a logistics scheme. It was just stressful. getting in and parking in Hackney. It's oh, just did not... you get a parking ticket or something? I remember there was something going no, wrong with the just car park. Really <laughs> stressful because the parking was an absolute fortune. Yeah, there wasn't okay. any allocated parking, and I had to go back and top it up every few hours. Oh, it's just awful. It's just the kind of, but this is the kind of stuff that you do when you're starting a business, right? And I would encourage anyone to do it. There's a saying in the tech world that is, well, do things that don't scale because, and basically what it means is when you're starting a business, that's the only time you're going to have the luxury to try things out that might not be scalable, might not work for a bigger company. It's your opportunity to be innovative, um, and and yeah. So I mean, where, whereas if it was a huge company, we probably wouldn't have been, been able to waste two days. Yeah, in, in I mean, London we came unless out it was going to be a big market. Zero zero, but, like it it paid for itself, but it didn't make yeah, it didn't make us any money. But you know, that was fine though. Again, we had that experience of just having <clears throat> more. Like Hackney is quite, you know cool people <laughs> so we had like cool. young cool vegans suddenly try our products and give us feedback and that was pretty cool and i think we were probably the only hot sauce on the market so we only experienced yeah. pure hot sauce 
festival until then mm. and that one had like you know vegan cupcakes jewelry soaps things like that so we were a little bit out from that and that was good and then next up was again hot sauce society because they for the first time yeah. put on a christmas version yeah which was i think mid-december so pretty much exactly a year ago yeah, wow. In the end of 2019. So we're getting towards the end of 2019 now, people. <laughs> yeah, okay, God, so much happened. I'm glad you looked this stuff up because I didn't remember yeah, any of this. Yeah, it was just crazy to me how much stuff happened. And But yeah, we're, we're getting to 2020 in the next episode and then we can go down to the juicy current stuff and talk about <laughs> stuff that's fresh in your mind. Yeah, but no, a hot sauce society, Christmas, so a hot sauce society Christmas was, was good. <laughs> It was, a, it was a lot of this nice people there again. This time. Yeah, it was a pub, which is always good. But was I driving? I can't remember. I think I was. Yeah, you were driving. <sighs> That's kid. It's literally my idea of hell, <laughs> driving and being in a pub. Yeah. Well, yeah, I guess you could have one or two pints, but you had to like not drink for two hours before, like yeah. towards the end. But yeah, that was good. Just meeting a lot of people again, seeing how everyone had gone through the year brands had grown we had grown we now had more sauces we did we did a little christmas chutney we did actually that was really delicious but it just difficult because it wasn't very shelf stable no we don't really know that much about chutneys and jams and things yet might yeah. be something we go into one day but it was a bit of an experiment yeah, but we, it were, was a super small batch, by the way, guys. Yeah, All the stuff like that we, we sell is very shelf-stable, but that yeah. one was a, a bit different. Yeah, it was kind of, they kind of wanted like a, I think, it wasn't a, a must, but they requested that if brands could have like a special edition Christmas thing, they would. And we wanted to make a sauce, but then we realised that probably everyone would have like a cranberry hot sauce or a, mm-hmm. something like that. So we wanted to be different. So we made like a spicy apple sauce, which was pretty, pretty good. Delish. Yeah. So that happened. And then the last two things that happened in 2019 in December is we hit 4,000 followers on Instagram. Whoa. And we did a rebrand. So this was... Um, that actually happened in December. Yeah. I oh, actually wow. just realised that I missed something out as well, <laughs> which is actually quite important. Ah, podcast so difficult. So just at the same time as Vegan Village, around that time, we actually took the step to say we were a company now. Oh, yeah. <laughs> so kind of important when you, you now form a company. So that was actually June 2019, the 10th of June was 2019. Because I looked at the um, incorporation certificate the other day. Yeah, I think it was me. I think I texted you one day and I was just like, I'm working on this all the time with you. I'm starting to, because I always liked hot food. Like, I've always been much better with Spice than Kier, for example. Nowadays, not so much anymore. But, like, when we first met, he was always really crap. And I was hard as nails. (laughs) Cool. (laughs) But I I think I texted you and I was just like... Can I? Like, I want in. Yeah, I want. I want. I want in on on your company. I wanted to be our company because I, I felt like I put a lot of work into it. You did. So yeah, I think we. You I think did. there comes a point where your um, your obligation as a a spouse and a partner <laughs> kind of has to be put aside. You just got to go. Okay, I've done my bit now. I need want, want some of this. But to be fair, to Jen's credit as well, we weren't. It's not like there was any money being made, so it's no. not like you saw a really big financial it was opportunity. Money being lost, like, probably. Yeah, money being lost. So uh, 
yeah, and we did. We found the company. And for better or for worse, I decided to make us completely equal partners. As you should. 50-50, as I should. As it should always be. That's something I learned being in bands. If you want people to be incentivized, they need to have the opportunity to get the yeah. same amount from it as you. So the only reason I just remember that is because the rebrand is probably the first time that we like made an actual investment as a company because before this everything was been has been DIY mm-hmm. because we didn't know if anyone would ever want to buy our stuff but we kind of had proven the concept I guess well, in 2019 yeah. like we were pretty sure we had something there yeah because we had stockists we had did some markets people liked it we hadn't yeah. really had any bad feedback so we basically actually... it wasn't just our mum kind of going oh, yeah oh, yeah it's lovely it was some actual, yeah, was some actual strangers. and and people who also had hot sauce companies saying that what we did wasn't was bad right? was good yeah so yeah we made the investment one of one of Kia's friends well our friend now but Luke. originating in Kia's friend friend group. Yeah, Luke, he's a graphic designer. Soft Shock Design, I think it's called yes, now. Yes, check him out yeah. at, at Soft Shock Design on Instagram. Yeah. And he did us a good deal. Yeah, on rebrand. rebranded everything. We got our own custom font. We got a logo that finally looked good and wasn't from Fiverr. Yeah. We, <laughs> we got a colour palette. We got... Labels, really nice labels. Really that, lovely labels. Yeah. Really Still worked. the ones you see now, mm-hmm. at this point, at least. Um, yeah, Luke is very talented, and uh, I guess we are lucky to have friends like that who are Yeah, it's very handy to have all these yeah. talented people that can help us. So that was kind of, for me at least, this is kind of when I got into the mindset of, right, this is now like a thing. Like, we, we have to work on this to make this a thing. Yeah. We have a brand we had a bit of a customer base now. We ha- we still didn't sell a lot. I think our online shop, maybe around Christmas, we did sell a few gift sets, maybe like five a week or so. Because we, we just started doing gift sets. Like we had looked into buying gift packaging, which again was an investment. Everything is just an investment when you're a small business because you don't know if it works yet. So you just have to put your money in and hope for the best. But yeah, we started taking it a bit more seriously, right? Like just... Yeah, actually wanting to sell stuff and, you know, that kind of thing. And then the very last thing of 2019 was um, getting Flying Fox out. Oh, was that in 2019? Yes, oh. just at the very we end. We really did go hard with the sources in 2019. We did, we, we released four. We need, to, we need to release some more. <laughs> yes, yes, we do. <laughs> well, we, we've released a lot of products, but we haven't released yeah, any more no, sources. Yeah, no source much yeah, okay, yeah, Flying Fox, that was the ne- the next kind of step, really, wasn't it? Because yeah. it was... Um... And the idea behind that was just, as I said earlier, um, we had we had a lot of medium sort of hot sauces, but at these festivals and the online feedback, a lot of people just wanted something super hot. Really, really hot. We got hands on some Reapers, and I think we just experimented for a while. And, yeah, Flying Fox is the hottest sauce we could come up with. It's changed a little bit in its recipe. Tiny bit since then, yeah. It tastes pretty much the same now, but I think it's hotter than when we first launched it. So if you've tried it at the first launch and thought it wasn't as hot, try it again because it's... Yeah, it's hot It's now. quite a bit hotter now. We, well, I think we, we were still being stubborn, though. We were like, okay, flavor, we want to make a sauce, but it need a, a super hot sauce, but it needs to taste great. So our thinking was, what are the boldest flavours that we can pack in without adding loads of ingredients to dilute how hot it is. So it's got very few ingredients. It's yeah, pretty. It's, it's mainly 
blood orange, garlic, habaneros and Carolina Reapers. A bit of... bit of flavours like salt and... Gochugaru, gochugaru. Um, but yeah, and it did actually taste... It's probably one of our most loved sources now, isn't it? Yeah, we I'd weren't. Say. We really weren't sure about it when we first started sending it out because our other sources we were really quite convinced mm. about because we really loved them. But Flying Fox is not a sauce you can eat every day because it's just too hot. <laughs> and just because it's so hot, it has so much pepper in it that the main flavour is pepper. pepper, which is something that we... I don't know, we were just a bit unsure about. Yeah. Because it's not something that we've done, and I thought people <clears throat> knew us for more of a yeah. condiment flavour with some heat, but this is more heat with a slight condiment link. I do love it, though. It's one of my favourites when I can hack it. Yeah. <laughs> Keir always likes to pretend it's not as hot, then he puts it on his food and then dies. <laughs> yeah. yeah, yeah, it's pretty hot. So that well, yeah, that, that, that was quite a... Quite an action-packed year then, 2019. Yeah, just realising how hard it is to remember the the timeline and everything. So Yeah, I mean, I think 2020 will probably be a bit quicker. <laughs> yeah, oh, no markets because, oh yeah, oh, there was one market actually before this all hit, but yeah, we've been holed up pretty much. So yeah, in the next episode, we will go through 2020, kind of speed through that a little bit, and then we're probably going to start focus topic episodes and... Yeah. that happened recently and yeah if you have any requests or something you're interested about um hit us up on social media we are at condomaniac pretty much everywhere yep you can find us and yeah thank you so much for for listening to our little podcast yeah cheers for listening this far guys cue the jingle cue the jingle